It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. We've been waiting in anticipation after last week, Farhan Zaidi and Scott Harris both said that a deal or two was imminent for the San Francisco Giants. And finally, yesterday, we got an official team announcement that the Giants have signed Anthony DiSclafani to a three-year, $36 million deal. It's now the, it's the largest deal that Farhan Zaidi has ever handed out as Giants president of baseball operations. And they're not done. I mean, by the time you're listening to this, they may have made a couple other signings. We have reports that they're imminently close to signing at least one other player and uh, making strong a strong push for another. And then they're heavily rumored to a yet another guy. And so uh, coming up today, we'll break down Anthony DiSclefani's new deal with the Giants and all these other rumors and why the Giants have become such a destination for free agent pitchers. So all of that coming up next on today's Locked on Giants podcast. You are Locked on Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. And coming up on today's show, mostly we're going to talk about Anthony DiSclefani's new deal with the Giants, what it means, where their payroll stands, but also these other rumors swirling. I mean, I kind of teased it in the open, but we have reports that the Giants are also Uh, in the final stages of closing out a deal with Alex Wood. And we heard yesterday morning, the whole show yesterday was about the uh, report that they were in deep discussions with Alex Cobb, and they're also being linked to Steven Matz. And so we'll talk about kind of all of those rumors and all of those projected costs and where it would leave the Giants and what it would mean they could continue to do this offseason and why 
when it's all said and done, I think that uh, this is kind of a brilliant strategy and it sets them up really well. So let's talk about the first piece of the puzzle here for the offseason in the starting rotation. Uh, Anthony DiScalfani is their man. They end up signing him to a three-year, $36 million extension. I keep saying extension. It's not an extension. It's a free agent deal. He was a complete free agent. He wasn't under contract with the Giants anymore. But three years, $36 million is very reasonable for Anthony DiScalfani. Um, as a lot of you know, I've been looking at contract predictions and averaging multiple sources. But anyway, $12 million per year is right in line with what I expected over three years. So $36 million, it's on the, the kind of bargain type end. He could have possibly done a little bit better, but it's just a solid deal to me for team and for player. And I mean, coming off the season he had, he was fantastic. He had a 3.17 earned run average, good peripherals as well. He's not going to wow you with kind of strikeout stuff, but he's just he was just solid across the board, and he limited hard contact in a lot of ways. And so um, the one kind of area in which he struggled was facing the Los Angeles Dodgers, which I do not really read into at all, and I suggest that you don't read into it either. That's just not really a thing that happens where you just can't do well against one team. Uh, I I think of it as more of a fluke than anything. And actually, his last regular season start against the Dodgers, I think he went like six shutout innings. I know in the postseason, it didn't go that way for DiScofani, but there was talk about how Kevin Gosman couldn't pitch against the Dodgers either. And then he kind of dominated them in his last couple starts of the regular season, something like that. It's just in baseball, it happens sometimes. I mean, the Dodgers are a good team and he had some struggles against them. One of those struck times, you know, was a, an outing where he gave up like 10 runs in two innings or something like that. And that's just a fluke. I mean, that, that I just wouldn't read into it and I don't. So he just had a great season and Farhan Zaidi said that they think he can be even better which is extremely intriguing because does this group know pitching? I mean, they have had a ton of success with pitchers, bringing in guys on one-year deals and having them just have the best seasons of their careers, and then they've re-entered the market in line for much more money. And Anthony DiSclefani is the latest case of that. He signed with the Giants for one year, $6 million, and now he you know, get six times that guaranteed at $36 million over three years. And so coming up later, we will talk about all the different examples of the Giants signing players to one-year deals and then those players having great seasons and then making a ton more money the next uh, going into the next offseason and how that, that makes them such an attractive destination for pitchers. So it's not surprising that we're seeing uh, – that the Giants are so connected to all these different pitchers right now. Uh, uh, a quote from Jeff Passan of ESPN, uh, one of the biggest name reporters out there from yesterday, he says, quote, the San Francisco Giants have been incredibly aggressive in looking to fill out their rotation, which currently consists of Logan Webb. The expectation is that they will sign multiple starting pitchers in the coming days after last year, Players want to go to San Francisco. So this was obviously before the Anthony DiSclefani 
signing was announced, but we also had multiple reporters yesterday saying that the Giants were basically finalizing a two-year deal with Alex Wood. We had the report earlier in the day about Alex Cobb and then the Stephen Matz reports rumors as well. So we'll talk about those next. I also want to talk about the roster casualty of yesterday's signing and also the Giants made a trade. So a lot still to come uh, on today's show. But first, it's Thanksgiving and we all know what that means. Football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKEDON. And it's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, as promised, we're going to talk about these swirling rumors about the San Francisco Giants. I keep waiting uh, for this announcement about Alex Wood. I expect that to come. I mean, based on the reports we've seen, and also there was the Alex Cobb stuff. So I don't know exactly what's going on, but uh, I would just say that it seems that the Giants are going to be active and and we're going to see some activity in the coming hours and, and certainly days and weeks. Uh, thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. So yeah, we had two reporters, legitimate reporters, I'm forgetting exactly who they were, but legitimate reporters saying that the Giants were finalizing a deal with Alex Wood yesterday. And I think it was Jeff Passan who said that he backed up someone else who had said it. Uh, and Passan reported the the details saying that it was a two-year deal worth more than $10 million per year. And so how much more, we don't know. But about $10 million per year is what I expected Alex Wood to make over about two years. And so it, it falls right in line with that as Anthony DiScalfani's deal did as well. So if we look at my kind of handy averaging of the contract predictions, Alex Wood, the average was two and a half years and ten and a half million dollars. So yeah, two years I think 
is better for the team. Obviously, more years, more player friendly. But two years at about $10.5 million, I think is perfectly reasonable for Alex Wood. And I would expect that that's where the deal ends up coming in. And I just think that what would be genius about this, and it's not just Alex Wood, but we're also talking about maybe uh, Alex Cobb as well. And then there's Steven Matz rumors. I'm a little bit less high on Steven Matz, but also I understand he had a good year in Toronto and he can give you something close to league average innings. And the contract predictions for Steven Matz are a little bit higher, and that's probably why I don't see him as quite an, as an attractive piece. We're looking at two or three years, more like three, and around $12 million per season. So similar to Anthony DiScalfani. Maybe he finds himself somewhere between Alex Wood and Anthony DiScalfani, but honestly, I would prefer both DiScalfani and Wood over Steven Matz personally. And I like Alex Cobb as more of a kind of bargain pitcher. And there's been a lot of talk that these moves, I, I frankly, I don't quite understand the instant reaction about like assuming we know what this means about the next moves that the Giants would make. I wouldn't really read into this at all as some kind of indicator that they're not going to spend big on a starting pitcher. I just don't think that that's the case at all. Farhan Zaidi had a really interesting line when he met with reporters. He said, quote, we've, we've talked a lot about the fact that we're going to be active in the starting pitching market. I won't comment on anyone specifically, but we'll say we've talked about this a lot over the last few years. We're not shopping for a five-man rotation. We're shopping for 162 games started. So that can kind of take on different forms, but, but I imagine that even after this signing, we will continue to be active in that space. So everyone's talking about the five-man rotation. Left and right, I read you know, headlines. The Giants, okay, they've got Webb and DiSclefani, so they need three more starting pitchers. No, they need a lot more than that because these days, you don't just have a five-man rotation and then call it a day. You need to cover 162 games started and... It's unreasonable these days to expect starters to go out there and make 32 starts. It's just not going to happen. So I wouldn't think of it in those terms. And he's literally telling us, don't think of it in those terms. Think of it as we need 162 games started. So I don't know how many Webb and DiSclefani are going to give you combined. DiSclefani, just to give you an example, he made 31 starts. And Logan Webb probably made you know 26 or something because he did miss a little bit of time with the shoulder um, issues. I'm actually looking it up right now. Logan Webb made 26 starts. Wow, that was a good guess. But okay, so that gives them about 60, a little bit less than 60 games started, and they need 162. So you, you just need a lot more starts. And uh, so I, I don't think that making any signings, whether it's you know Wood and Cobb, it doesn't mean, okay, they've got four starters, they just need one more. And to me, what the point I'm trying to make, which I'm not making very well, is that the payroll, these kind of bargain free agent starting pitcher signings, uh, DiSclefani kind of qualifies as that. I think it's just a solid, relatively cheap deal, a straight, flat $12 million per season. And then if you also bring in Alex Wood at 
10 million per year and Alex Cobb at about 8 million per year, that would just, even if you bring in those two guys at those prices, that would just put the payroll at about $120 million, assuming uh, they tender contracts to all of their arbitration eligible players. And if they're at just $120 million, that puts them about $40 million south of what their payroll was in 2021. And what their payroll was in 2021 isn't necessarily as high as they're willing to go. Their payroll in 2021, about $160 million, but they in the recent past have been up in the $200 million range. So while I don't expect them to hit $200 million in payroll per se, it's possible. And if the right deals present themselves, they could, I think. So, you know, if you add Wood and Cobb and you can still add $40 million to your 2022 payroll just to get to last season's mark, I don't think it rules out anything. I think they could sign uh, one of the big fish starting pitchers still, and then they could still have room to add a Marcus Simeon and or, you know, uh, Seiya Suzuki and others you know they just they have a ton of money to spend potentially and they're what i love is that if they have webb disclafani say wood and cobb locked up it would allow them to just kind of sit back on the starting pitcher market not feeling the same kind of urgency to get some players into their team because they were current they were looking at a one-man rotation obviously that wasn't gonna last but it would allow them to sit out uh, Robbie Ray, Max Scherzer, Marcus Stroman, Kevin Gosman, uh, Clayton Kershaw. I don't expect Kershaw to sign with the Giants, but he is out there. And then, you know, you've got your John Gray, Carlos Rodon, and others. But those were some big names. I mean, Ray, Scherzer, and Stroman, and Gosman, specifically, they could just kind of poke around and wait to see if the right opportunity comes for the right player at the right price. And so they would be in a really good position if they could get the smaller moves out of the way first, in my opinion. And then they could also do the same thing on the position player side. And if all of those pitchers end up, you know, if the market ends up inflating and all of those pitchers end up signing for deals that maybe make teams a little too uncomfortable, the Giants could pivot to some of the better position players out there among them you know Nick Castellanos who has a qualifying offer of course and Seiya Suzuki potentially and then all the the infielders Corey Seager Carlos Correa Marcus Simeon Trevor Story so they if they just get kind of the fill out most of their rotation and still have a a low payroll relative to 2021 levels even and much lower than potentially their maximum then they're just in really really good shape and they and they they're just a big fish right now and they could easily dominate this offseason with the type of payroll flexibility that they have so coming up next we're going to talk about uh the the roster casualties of these moves that the giants made yesterday a popular player was designated for assignment and another popular player was traded yesterday so all of that is coming up next. 
All right. As promised, we're going to talk about the the roster casualties of the Anthony DiScalfani signing and also the, the players being added to the 40-man on Friday to protect them from the Rule 5 draft. We had uh, on Friday, Jay Jackson was designated for assignment. Reliever with the smile, <laughs> Jay Jackson uh, wasn't a giant for long, but he was DFA'd to make room for the players they added to the roster to protect them from the Rule 5 draft. And so anyway, when a player is DFA'd, the team has seven days to work out a trade with that player. And the Giants and Braves were able to strike a deal yesterday. Jackson traded to the Atlanta Braves for cash and a player to be named later or cash. That is an odd it's very like modern baseball that that's the return cash and a player to be named later or cash. And so we don't know exactly. We don't know how much cash the, the cash amounts never actually get reported here. We didn't even know how much Jay Jackson was earning in 2022. We didn't know he had a club option, but he did. The Giants announced that they picked up his club option. So we don't actually know what his contract is. We don't know what they got back in terms of cash. And then, of course, player to be named later. We don't know who that is. So I can't comment on the return the Giants got for Jay Jackson. But they dealt from a position of strength here. I mean, it's a they were able to... It, it speaks to the depth of their 40-man roster that someone like Jay Jackson, who has a lot of promise, was not able to stick on their 40-man roster because they have good uh, depth in the relief pitching department. And so another indicator of the depth they had, they have on their 40 men is that the roster casualty for Anthony DiScalfani being signed because the 40 man was full. And then as soon as you sign DiScalfani, he's added back to the 40 men. So that puts it at 41. So they had to make a move and their move was that they DFA'd Alex Dickerson. Alex Dickerson designated for assignment yesterday. So the Giants will have, again, seven days to potentially work out a trade with another team. He also, you know, could be put on waivers. Actually, I'm, I'm kind of blanking on the process, but they have seven days to work out a trade and basically otherwise... He could be claimed or he could elect free agency if he goes unclaimed. And so, yeah, I mean, Dickerson is a really interesting kind of story. And his 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 story is so intertwined with the emergence of the San Francisco Giants kind of turning the page. And I think a lot of people sleep on this fact. And to me, and maybe someone, you know, a lot of people listening might fall into this category. So I apologize if you take offense to this, but there are people who are just like not understanding why it's like emotional to DFA Alex Dickerson. And to me, it's people who weren't really paying attention to the Giants in 2019 or 2020 because Alex Dickerson's arrival in 2019 had everything to do with kind of changing the culture and the identity of that team. He was one of the first players really to really break out and and be a bright spot for the Giants under Farhan Zaidi. It made kind of the identity of the team changed in that they had a little bit of expectation of being a good offensive team. 
And he carried that into 2020, obviously a short season, but he was a monster in 2020 offensively. He hit 298. He had a 371 on base, 576 slugging. Now, defense has never been a strength, and so that always limited his value. But those two years, I mean, he had everything to do with kind of just changing the direction of this team. And he was a good guy all along. I mean, he was just a very likable player and just kind of a goofy personality and humble. I mean, he he's very not your typical athlete. And I don't know, to me, there's just always going to be a special place for Alex Dickerson in my thoughts and and you know, in Giants history, I know he's not, they're not going to build a statue. He wasn't that kind of player, of course, but he just represents kind of the the shift that happened with the Giants. And 2021 was not kind to him. He, what's crazy is that his big kind of down year, he was close to league average offensively. That's just how good he was the first couple of years that being close to league average was a big disappointment for Alex Dickerson with the Giants. So anyway, I said this on Twitter, I'll say it here. I'm going to be rooting for this guy wherever he ends up next, and I wish him nothing but the best and want to thank him for his contributions to the Giants over the last few seasons. So yeah, best of luck to Alex Dickerson moving forward. Just lastly, want to say I'm not I'm not going to have time to get into all the numbers, but the Giants with Drew Pomeranz, Drew Smiley, Kevin Gosman, Anthony DiScalfani, Alex Wood, they've had so much success with signing these guys to one-year deals, a combined $23.5 million for the initial one-year deals that these players signed with the Giants. And then in their next year hitting the open market, they are raking in about $120 million. So roughly five, six times uh, an increase in pay and guaranteed money for the next time they hit the open market after initially signing with the Giants. So that tells you everything you need to know about uh, how attractive of a destination the Giants are. Basically, if the Giants show interest in in you and you're a pitcher who wants to uh, come in on a one-year deal and rebuild some value, you got to be excited because you are probably going to make five or six times more heading back onto the open market. So obviously that's not a guarantee. That also doesn't account for this cycle for Kevin Gosman, who's going to make those numbers much bigger even because he's likely to get a hundred plus million dollars this time around after he signed his second one-year deal with the Giants going into 2021. So anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Coming up tomorrow, hopefully we have a couple more signings to talk about. I would anticipate that something's going to happen with the Giants in the coming hours or days, possibly by the time you're listening to this. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Kaspik. And also, if you like this show, please consider rating it, leaving a review, and liking, commenting, and subscribing on YouTube as well. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on Bets, your one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Anyway. Thank you so much for checking out Locked on Giants today. I cannot wait to be with you again tomorrow. You are now Locked on Giants.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.